0: Over the last few months, you've heard marketers talk more and more about the importance of first-party data. With internet privacy issues and the loss of tracking, it's becoming more difficult to understand customer behavior on the internet. But that first-party data is data that you own, which means you have full access to it and it makes it a lot easier to make assumptions about your customers. But there's another technology that's rising to the forefront to help us better market our products. And even Google Analytics is incorporating it into GA4 to help fill in the data tracking gaps. It's called AI and machine learning. Have you heard of it? And yep, even you as a small business owner can take advantage of it. Today's guest is Shanif, co-founder and CEO of Aptio, a platform that helps e-commerce brands personalize their marketing campaigns by predicting what their customers will buy next based on their data. A self proclaimed data geek, Shanif was a data scientist and software engineer at Twitter before striking out on his own to build Aptio. Now he's obsessed with helping e commerce brands acquire new customers, improve retention, and increase customer lifetime value. In this episode, Shanif breaks down what machine learning actually is and no, it's not the rise of the Terminator, and how you can leverage the data you already have to better predict what your customer is going to do next. And once you realize how cool this tool actually is and you realize that you need it in your life, make sure you stay until the end of the episode because he's got a special offer for listeners of the e-commerce podassery podcast. All right, I won't make you wait anymore. Let's get into it. Hey, Shanif, welcome to the e-commerce podassery podcast.
1: Jessica, great to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to chat about this today because one of the things we kind of talked about in our pre-chat was that a lot of e-commerce CEOs don't even know that this type of technology is available to them. So I'm really excited to dive into it and to help people understand kind of where technology is going and why AI is going to be so important. But before we get there, can you tell us like, why should we listen to anything You have to say, why are you the authority on this topic?
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, first, I like to say I'm a data geek. And so I guess I can say that. But what makes it true? My background is in software and AI. I've been doing this for about 14 years. Before this, I actually helped start a company called Tap Commerce. It was one of the first mobile advertising companies. So we would take information about people's customers, and then show them ads on the mobile apps. One of the first companies to do that. Eventually sold that company to Twitter, and I worked at Twitter as a data scientist on their ads team, basically using data and sort of geeking out to help people figure out how to use their data to improve their products. And so that's kind of why, hopefully, people are willing to listen to me today.
0: Oh, I love that. I want to talk about that a little bit because I think people don't really understand what data science is, what AI is, what it does, how it works. And of course, like our pre-chat was a while ago, but I feel like, <laughs> did we have talk about Terminators and robots? We did. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's real interesting.
0: So yeah, if you can just kind of set the stage for when you say AI and data science and algorithms and all of this, like, what does that actually mean? And why is it so important?
1: Oh, man. The worst thing you can say is list off a bunch of buzzwords and then see people's faces. They cringe or they sort of get scared. which are just too bad because when it comes down to it, data science is just pattern finding. Really at its core, it's just finding patterns in some numbers and maybe some text and images to do something that you really care about. That's like if you break it down, that's what it does. Now you can do this across lots of different ways. In e-commerce, we basically use data science and AI to you know, take what data you have about maybe the products that people are visiting on your website or what products people purchased in the past and just find patterns to see how you can grow more sales in the future. Maybe you have a whole bunch of information about your customers and you put it through an AI tool. And that AI tool says, hey, look, people in this zip code of this gender, this product are likely to be your best customers. So AI, when it comes down to it, is just math. It just uses different numbers and data to find patterns using some math. And then you can use that math to basically do better things in the future. Hopefully, that's kind of like the best 100,000 foot overview that doesn't get people scared and cringeworthy and it gets them going.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And guys, when you're listening to this and you're thinking about this, AI sounds a little scary, and especially just in the age of internet privacy and all of this kind of stuff. So it feels like you have these little machines spying on you, and it's really not what it is. And actually, as we move into a cookie-less world, as they call it, you're going to see more and more machine learning filling in a lot of these gaps for marketers and businesses that's one of the main goals of GA4 is that Google will be using machine learning to fill in gaps that this lack of tracking now on the internet is giving marketers. So you're going to hear more and more of this. And there's no reason, no matter how small or big your business is, that you shouldn't be using it because it's magic, right? And two, because... This makes this sort of like data mining and pulling out all of these insights accessible to everyone. What used to take rooms full of people and Excel spreadsheets and all of this stuff, you can just have a platform do it for you and like spit it out in a matter of minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> so like, why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that? Okay. So now that we kind of understand what AI is is and what it does and why it matters. I want to dive deeper into your tool specifically. So at a high level, what does your tool do? What we're trying to do is help people make higher converting campaigns with their data. Now,
1: so how does the tool actually help with that? There's sort of two things that it does. First, it finds audiences or segments of people that are likely to respond to a particular offer or a message. And then it shows you what products you should be Highlighting for those people. At its base level, what we're trying to do is help you as a marketer understand all right, there's this group of people here who's going to respond maybe to a discount and this product. And then there's another group of people here who maybe want to buy this particular bundle. And so make my job easier and just show me what to do to send them these messages. Now we can dive into the details, but really what we're trying to do is help you as a marketer not spend hours segmenting your customers, diving into Excel, like you said, trying to find patterns of what products are bought together. Our platform and our product will do that for you as the the marketer.
0: Okay. So your tool is basically doing the marketer's job for them and identifying groups of customers that are going to respond to specific messages, which I love because One of the things you were just saying was like, okay, there's this group of people who maybe are going to respond to a discount. Like we're always trying to identify who do I not have to give a discount to? They're just going to always buy everything at full price. And then we know that we have these groups of people who are probably never going to pay full price. So having a tool to help you kind of identify those two different groups can really Save you a lot of money and really help that bottom line moving forward, which is so cool. What other sort of main segments do you usually see? We love segments. And so we try to
1: break them down into a few different categories. One category, which we do use sort of AI and data science for, is to find groups of people who are likely to respond to a cross sell for a particular product. So what does that mean? Well, maybe you bought something in the past or you've done something our product knows what you're selling on your store and it knows about your customers. And it's pretty good at finding which customers are likely to buy another product. And this is fine if you've got maybe 10 products, not a whole bunch of customers, but if you're like one of our customers, they've got 17,000 products and tens of thousands of customers. And so you as a human probably aren't gonna do as good of a job. So the first type of segments that we create are basically just finding products that'll go well with specific types of customers and then just creating segments of those. Another type is especially helpful for subscription companies. If you've got a product that's being purchased every so often, but maybe some customers are out there and they're overdue for making a purchase, we'll find that automatically. And we'll put those groups of customers into a segment. We'll say, hey, these groups of people are due for another coffee update or vitamins or whatever it is so that you don't have to set up sort of these rule-based flows like, oh, if somebody didn't buy in 90 days, send them an email. Well, 90 days might work for somebody, but not for another person. And so those are the AI segments. Those are the things where we can really use data. But there's simpler things as well. Like you just mentioned, this is one interesting thing that we find from our customers. When we talk to our customers, we say, well, before us, what were you doing? Were you sending discounts to your whole list? And they're like, yeah, we were. And then we'll go in and we'll show them, hey, there's this group of people here we found that we call big spenders. And you were sending these guys discounts. But if you didn't send them discounts, you would have made another couple thousand dollars. So we'll find those RFM segments, you know, recency, frequency, and monetization. And so what we try to do is we present these segments as categories. You as a marketer can go in and see what your data is telling you. Is there a large group of people who are going to buy this product? Or do you have a lot of at-risk customers? That's another segment we create, people who are dormant or at-risk. Then you as a marketer can say, okay, I'm going to focus this month on reactivating my at-risk customers. I'm going to focus this month on growing my cross-sales. So our tool basically gives you the data and the segments to do that. Does that make sense, Jessica? I mean, hopefully I didn't ramble on too much.
0: (laughs) Yes, that makes absolute perfect sense. So the data that you're using is just all like basically straight from Shopify. You only integrate with Shopify as of now, right?
1: We're actually on a bunch of other platforms like WooCommerce and BigCommerce, Magento. That being said, most of our customers are on Shopify, which is no surprise.
0: Got it. Okay. So basically you're hooking it up to your e-commerce platform, but that's good news because I do have some people in my audience who are actually not on Shopify, very few handful probably. And then is able to like ingest all of that information and pinpoint, okay, this group of customers for this and this group of customers for that. Yep. Got it. So once your tool creates all of these segments, what are we doing with them? Where are we sending them? How do we actually take advantage of them?
1: Yeah, it's kind of useless if you can't actually activate <laughs> these people, right? Yeah. It's like, if you're a data geek, maybe it's cool, um, but you actually have to make some sense of these. So what we try to do is we help you use the marketing tools that you're already using. So let's say you're a Klaviyo user. Well, what we can do is we can take these segments and send them over to Clavio. And then when they're on Clavio, we can do things like maybe helping you create more dynamic emails by dynamically inserting products for each individual customer. Even if you're sending to one segment, you might have a grid of recommended products. Or we might send them over to Facebook. This is something that works really well for our customers. A quick tip for your listeners, take your best customers, take your biggest vendors and your most frequent purchasers, send them over to Facebook, which our tool does automatically and create a lookalike audience and target them for new customer acquisition campaigns. So what we're trying to do is we say, all right, you guys are using SMS tools. You're using email, you're using paid ads. You might even be using Google. We'll let you sort of take the groups of people that our tool finds, easily send them over to your existing tools. And then where we can, like in the example of Clavio, we'll sort of enhance your existing tools with new features or new functionality so that you as a marketer, you don't have to spend time doing all of these sort of manual tasks or sifting through data. And so that's really what we try to do. Now, you as a marketer can decide to create your own campaigns. Our team can help you create those campaigns for you. We've got internal designers and marketers. And the next iteration of our product will actually automatically set up campaigns for you with suggested headlines and copy so that your job as a marketer gets even easier.
0: Interesting. We're going to dive into that more, but before we do that, okay, so I'm sending the segment over to Clavio. If I already have Clavio and I'm using Clavio, that I can create basically all of these segments, like why do I need your tool?
1: Yeah, it's a great, great question. And what's funny is 90% of our customers use Klaviyo, but they use us as well. And so we talked to these customers when we were first starting out. They're like, we were actually wondering the same thing. We're like, hey, you know, what are you guys doing with us? There's a couple of things they like about us. You just mentioned actually one thing that most people hate about Klaviyo, which is you have to go in and create your own segments. And if you're a marketer, you're just going in and creating an active group of customers, maybe people who opened or bought something in the past 180 days, the at-risk group of customers, and maybe like, subscribers and engagers. You might not even know what to look for. So the first problem with Klaviyo, I love Klaviyo, by the way. The first issue that you as a marketer have is you need to know what to look for. And then the second problem is, let's say you do know what to look for. Our tool provides a lot of additional hints and recommendations. So people use us because they don't want to create their own segments. And then they also use us because we give them sort of recommendations for what to do next. Let's say you've got this segment of people. We'll tell you, look, Send these three products to this group of people because that's what they're most likely to buy next or send these particular offers. So we kind of enhance what you're doing. Yeah, clavio has got segmentation tools, but the thing with marketers today is they're so overworked. They're really busy. Sometimes they don't know exactly what to do next. And what we try to do is automate that process for you. We try to give you the hints and recommendations for what to do using your data. We try to do it in ways that you're familiar with, like segments or like product recommendations, things like
0: that. Got it. And so you have your own set of product recommendations that I can dump into a Klaviyo campaign as well.
1: Yep, exactly. And some people love it and others are like, well, you know, let me try it. And sometimes people take a little bit of time to get convinced, but most people who use it, see the results. And again, it's just Clavio is using data science. And so are we, it's just one of those things where if you're using something that's automated, it's smart, you're going to see good results. And our product recommendations are just a good alternative if you're already using something in Playview.
0: Yeah. I mean, back in the day when I was the e-com manager and the marketer and the project manager for all of our big tech integrations and just like the person who was at the company for the longest amount of time. So constantly someone coming to me with questions all day, every day it's a little exhausting to then have to say, all right, let me identify some customers that I can send some emails to and make some money because everybody's waiting to see how much revenue email brought in. So yeah, a tool like yours would have been helpful.
1: (laughs) Funny, you had a lot of hats on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I'm really able to understand and connect to my audience so much. Like It wasn't my business, right? It absolutely was not. I was not the CEO. It wasn't my money, but it sure felt like it because I was wearing so many hats. So I do understand what it's like to be the CEO of this small business, or maybe you have one marketer and my audience is like, they're tapped for time. So tapped for time. And what I find, and really the reason e-commerce about Asteri exists is because email is the first thing that drops off. Yeah. Because they feel like, oh, social has to come first. All this other stuff has to come first. And then email just gets like forgotten when really it's the place that you make the most money and you're the most profitable. So Guys, if you're struggling, <laughs> a tool like this might really help you make email a priority. And maybe if it doesn't feel like so much work, right? It doesn't take so much brain power. And you just have your little AI bots there telling you what to do.
1: <laughs> That's the big thing. It's just email is a little bit more work unless you've got a tool to automate it. A lot of our customers do what we call like set it and forget it campaigns. They just schedule a campaign every two weeks, they use our widgets to show products and then they're making consistent revenue. So there are ways to make it easier, but you do have to set it up to start with.
0: Yeah, but I love a set it and forget it-ish type situation, for sure. One quick question that I meant to ask earlier, and I'm not sure if it even matters, but when a segment is created in your tool and then you sync it over to Klaviyo, one Am I then syncing it to Facebook through Clavio or are you syncing it directly? And is it a two-way sync or a one-way sync between you and Clavio?
1: Great question. So a couple of things. We actually do sync to Facebook directly. And so you don't necessarily need to go through Klaviyo to get to Facebook. We could just do that for you if you hook up your Facebook ads account. As far as the syncing goes, it's a two-way sync. So we obviously are pushing this group of people, this segment to Klaviyo, but because we have access to your Klaviyo account, we're able to pull in information about who's clicking on an email or Klaviyo also has a nice integration where they show you what products people are clicking on, which we can use for our systems to make them smarter and get them to have better predictions. And so all you have to do is connect once, but then what you do, that enables our system to take advantage of all of these different sorts of features and things. So yeah, it's a two-way system the Klaviyo, two-way system of Facebook. We integrate with the S-Tools as well. And we try to make the most use of the data we can because like I said, we're data geeks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's important. I feel like there's a lot of tools out there that really are only a one-way sync. And I don't know all the stuff. Like I told you on our pre-chat I'm really interested and I will be a developer someday. I don't understand all of it, but I know when something is possible. So thanks for just taking it full circle and doing it the right way. Okay, so what are some of the top segments that you see your tool create that generate the best returns?
1: It's gonna sound super obvious. So big spenders, which is a segment that our system creates, when used properly can drive the most Number of sales. Well, you might say, okay, well, that's obvious, right? People who are going to spend a lot in the past spend a lot more in the future. But unless you're actively working this segment, you're not going to see outsized returns. So we'll make it easy for you to work this segment. So, what the heck does that mean? First thing we'll do is we'll show you who your big spenders are, who are your whales. Then we'll show you what's their average order value. And then we'll help you create campaigns that say something like, if you spend a minimum of $99 or $100 or whatever it is, you get free shipping. And when you send this campaign to big spenders, your sales go through the roof. The other way to work this segment is, like I said earlier, send them over to Facebook and use them as the basis for your lookalike campaigns, not your subscribers, not all purchasers who've ever purchased from you. Use your big spenders because that's how you're going to get the best bang for your book on Facebook. Again, it sounds really simple and it is really simple, but until we actually work with brands to implement this, most people don't know to do it and they're not doing it. And it literally takes like five minutes and it makes you so much more money. So yeah, you can use Excel even. You don't even need to use us. Use Excel, find your big spenders, send them over to Facebook. The other thing that works really well is we'll identify the people who are at risk. At risk means, look, you're probably not gonna come back and make a purchase. Unlike other apps, we'll do this on an individual basis. We'll take a look at everybody's individual behavior. We'll say, all right, well, you, know, you bought a bunch of stuff in the past, now you're not, so you're probably at risk will help you as a brand get those people back by offering them the optimal discount amounts and offering them sort of the best products for them. Those are the two most obvious things. And yeah, you don't need out there to do this. The things that we could provide that others might not, like I said earlier, the cross-sell opportunities. So like, let's say we find a bunch of people who might have a particular product affinity, actually collections and categories as well. We do a lot of that. Those are things where if you use our tool to find people who are likely to buy, I don't know, whatever it is, white dresses, shoes, jeans, and you target them with the right ads and the right offers, then you'll be able to use our tool again to gain like even more sales. And so you've got the really obvious stuff, which hopefully you're doing anyway, but if not, we're definitely going to help with the cross-sells and the upsells
0: in that sense. Got it. Okay. Love it. Thank you so, so much. Before we get into some of the future for your app, because I know we talked a little bit about it on our pre chat, and I'm really excited about that stuff. No pressure. Uh, I understand development and research takes time. But when someone does come on and use your tool, like what are some of maybe the biggest mistakes or failures you see people have when they're trying to use your product and just like not getting great results?
1: I think there's a couple of things we've seen. So, first, you have to be the right type of customer. And so, what we mean by that is we are a data science tool, which means our tool is going to need to use enough data to learn from. So, if you're a brand new brand, or even like if you're maybe six months old, it's going to be hard for our tool to learn patterns and what you're looking for. So, that's one area where we generally say, look, if you've got maybe more than 2,000 orders, you're in good shape. Anything less than that, or at least 10 products, you're in good shape. The other area where we may not be the best right off the bat is like, let's say you're a furniture store, you're selling refrigerators, or you're selling these things that are only bought like once every five years or six years, you may be able to use us. Like maybe somebody who bought a couch five years ago is likely to buy an armchair or something. But in general, you're not seeing enough of a repeat purchase rate just by the nature of what you're selling to use us. And so, yeah, you'll drive some sales, but most people aren't going to see huge amounts of sales, at least with what we're doing. So those are the first two sort of gotchas. And it's nothing that people are doing wrong. It's just one of those things where it's not the best fit right off the bat. To answer your question, as far as things that people maybe are not using properly, one of the things we see is that they'll take every single segment that we generate and send them over to, let's say, a Klaviyo tool or SMS tool and send every segment an email. And like all of a sudden, a user's getting two, three, four emails. And it's because the segments, like you might be a big spender, but you also might be recommended to buy a particular product and you're getting both emails. So what a marketer should be doing is sort of using the segments as a guide to say, okay, this group of people is going to get this email. You still kind of need a content calendar. You still kind of need to plan out, okay, who's going to get what, or you just replace all of those things with one email that has our dynamic products. So one of the mistakes is you're either mixing and matching way too much, or you're just kind of spamming everyone. Outside of that, I would say people aren't using us enough which is kind of funny. You're either using us too much or you're not using us enough. Like maybe you've got a bunch of segments, use this once and then you forgot about us because you had like a breakdown or a fire and then all of a sudden you forgot that you've got this tool that can automate a lot of stuff for you. So it's one of those funny things that comes down to human behavior, really, like in terms of what people are used to doing and trying to break their habits. So yeah, I kind of gave four examples Hopefully that sort of touches base on what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. And coming from my previous experience, man, we were notorious for investing in tools and then never actually using them (laughs) because it's all shiny and new and you get excited and then you realize, wait, I still have these like hundred other things that I need to do. And I don't even have time to learn how to use this thing. So (laughs) definitely been there before. So guys, don't do that. Okay. If you're going to invest in a tool like this, just utilize it, put in the work up front and then let it run for you. Okay. Then on a more positive note, who's having the most success with this? If there's a particular customer you want to tell us about, I'm sure it's really exciting for you to see like people are making money with my tool. This is so cool.
1: (laughs) There's nothing like that feeling of being a small time entrepreneur and seeing people use what you're doing to improve their lives. It's really cool. Yeah. So like what works well, actually you just kind of said it, Set it up and then let it run. So, you know, let's say you use our tool to run an email campaign once every two weeks. Well, you can set it up so that you have an email campaign that goes out automatically. And the body of the email content might be three, four, five, six products that you're likely to buy. So we'll fill those products in for you. So just schedule the email campaign and set it and then don't think about it again. Panel A, which is a cosmetics company, was doing this and they saw really good results. Elizabeth Mott, really good results. So, really, like the people who are doing the best are sort of to see retailers who are using the automation pieces of what we offer to really ease up and enable their marketing. Another customer, Zukul they sell sort of women's fashion. They were using us on their Facebook campaigns. We basically power their Facebook campaigns with local-like audiences. And that got us from a negative, like a row as below one to above one. And so it's suddenly started making sense for them to use us. We actually have a lot of agencies use us. And so some of the agencies, while they work with multiple clients, what they're doing is they're taking our product journeys and our product analytics, which basically show you, okay, this people bought this product first, then they went to buy these products second, and then this product third. Agencies are using this information, actually, to just go in and create their own campaigns. So maybe they're not using as many of the automations, but their job is to create high performing emails. And so they use us to do the content. So a couple of great companies out there who are doing that, Christy Cookies and Renewerbs and things like that. So the folks who are really doing well with us are the folks who set it up. Once, twice, maybe look at the analytics once every couple of weeks and then set up the automations and then forget it and go on with their lives. Let's see the revenue sort of come in from there.
0: Awesome. I love that so much. Okay. So let's talk about what else you're going to be doing with this technology eventually. What's on the road, Map?
1: This is where I get really excited as a data guy and a startup guy. So here's kind of what we're working on today. The first thing I kind of touched base on it earlier was really closing the gap between having a segment and knowing what to do with it. So taking a segment and creating and understanding campaigns. So like you might have this group of customers who are likely to buy this product. What we'll try to do is let you click a button and automatically set up the email campaigns in Clavio and then simultaneously the Facebook campaigns in Facebook to run this particular product for these customers. Do it for two days, three days, two weeks, have the campaign start, stop automatically based on our AI. So that we can start to optimize and recommend, really close the gap. So that's one of the things that we've got in progress right now. The second thing is sort of a tried and true product. A lot of people out there might be using this already, but it's on-site personalizations. So you come to a site. Yep.
0: (laughs) I'm clapping. You guys can't see, but I'm clapping because it's very exciting.
1: Yeah, it's funny. A lot of the on-site recommendation tools today require you as the person to set up these rules. Like, okay, on the product page, show products that are similar to this product or on the homepage show my best sellers. And I'm looking at this all and I'm thinking, man, we can really use AI to sort of target each product to each customer based on what they're most likely to buy. So you no longer have to set up all these configuration options. You no longer have to waste time putting in all these rules. And so that's another area of research that we're working on right now, which I'm pretty excited about. And then we've got a couple of things that are sort of coming up soon in the backlog. One area is on-site cart abandonment optimization. So predicting who's likely to abandon their cart and then offering them either a pop-up or an offer before they leave the site rather than when their mouse is about to pick the X button. So that's something that we've got sort of in the works right now. So kind of the theme that I'm trying to say is using what we know about your customers and what they're doing on your site a little bit more intelligently than sort of what people are doing today. Those are three examples. You know, as a small startup, we're constantly pivoting and changing ideas and doing different things, but those are sort of the ones that we're focused on right now.
0: Oh, I love all of that, especially the on-site personalization. We talk about all the things that you can do with cross-sells and upsells and post-purchase cross-sell and all of that stuff. But like you said, most of the time you're sitting there being like, okay, so if they buy product, A, show them product B, and you're just like going off your gut and what you assume, and you're probably getting it right 70% of the time. But if a machine can get it right 90% of the time, I'm all for that. So that's really exciting. And look, at the end of the day, the consumer is just... While they value their privacy and they don't want to tell you anything, they want you to know exactly what it is that they need. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks. People are fickle that way, but yeah, it's true. You know, so the more personalized that you can make it, the more successful you will ultimately be. And that even comes down to the content inside of your emails. I did a whole episode about using Clavio's dynamic content to show and hide things based on the data that you have about your customer. And this is just one more example of how using your own first party data, which we've talked about a ton on this podcast. And if you've never heard that term, I'm going to put a bunch of links in the show notes. Go listen to those episodes, please, because this is where the internet is going and you just have to be on board if you want to run an e-commerce store, like <laughs> just how it is. Well, thank you so, so much for spending your time with me today and just helping audience understand how to really do this better. I understand you have something a little special for the e-commerce badassery audience as well.
1: Yeah, Jessica, it's been a blast. would love to sort of offer your audience a combination of an extended free trial, and a discount to sort of Aptio. We love podcasts. I've really had a great time. And people who are listening to podcasts are really serious about their stores. So yeah, head on over if you want. We'll give you an extended trial to give Aptio a try, no risk to you. We also are offering, I think, a 10% discount is what I said. And we'll give that to your customers. On top of that, we already have a 90-day ROI guarantee, where if we don't make you your money back, we'll actually give you your money back and pay you $500 on top of what the subscription cost of Aptio is.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Someone who believes in their shit. I like it. Amazing. (laughs) Is there, before we go, anything that we didn't talk about today that you want to make sure the audience hears or like, what is the number one takeaway they should have from today's episode?
1: I think the number one takeaway, and I've seen this happen for lots of brands, is they don't really split up their ads or do any sort of segmentation. They'll send a discount to everybody, they'll blast the same message to everyone. And you can actually get so much farther, even if you don't have a tool like ours, even if you just want to do something smart or simple like an Excel or break up your customers a little bit, it goes a long way. So my main takeaway from today is if you're not doing anything else, at least just segment out your customers for your email and Facebook campaigns. it'll take you a long way and it doesn't take a lot of effort. And so that's kind of what I would go with from here.
0: Love it. Thank you so, so much again, everyone listening. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. I know you could be anywhere on the internet, but I appreciate that you're here with me. I hope you're having a kick-ass day and I will see you on the flip side friend.